is that time once again for Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri the Comic Book Guy. I hope you've enjoyed these first two parts of Crisis on Infinite Earths. This episode is part three that wraps up covering issues nine through twelve. If you have missed any of the parts of this podcast so far, you know where to go. It's 975ycountry.com, podcast tab. There you have it. You can also go to Z943radio.com, podcast tab. Both places, every episode is there. You will not miss a single one. If you're listening to this now, you've probably already found it on one of those two because I share as much as possible. You can follow me on Instagram, at Bri the Comic Book Guy. Also, if you have any questions about anything we've covered in any of the episodes, feel free to email me, Guy at gmail.com. So this is the last part here of Crisis on Infinite Earths. We left off with a lot going on, two deaths of Supergirl and the Flash, while the antimatter universe is slowly taking over. And if this issue starts, the cover right off the bat tells you what we're going to be dealing with. And you'll see on my Instagram and everything when I post it, it's a picture of all the DC villains in one shot. So you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on with this? And we've seen in one of the previous issues that Brainiac, which is basically the Ultron of the DC Universe, he started taking all of the villains from their homes and everything like that, so we know something's going on. So let's get back into it with Issue 9. Issue 9 shows in the beginning one of the previous Green Lanterns, Guy Gardner, is given a Green Lantern ring and made a Green Lantern once again. But right as he's given the power ring, uh, the chamber that has all the Guardians of Oa blows up and they're the only ones left with Guy Gardner, and they tell him that he needs to swear his allegiance to them, and he needs to help destroy all of the evil in the world. So he flies off to kind of go help the other heroes. And then we see a gathering on Brainiac's ship, which is a giant head of Brainiac with a bunch of tentacles. It was the 80s, I understand that. It's, it's funny, but um, all of the villains are in one place, and they're all trying to figure out right now what's going on. So Lex Luthor and Brainiac tell them what's going on. Now, since the heroes are dealing with everything that's going on, and Earth 1 and 2 have been combined, that leaves the other three Earths that were left, I think it was 4, X, and S, were the only ones left. So they develop this plan where all the supervillains take teams and they take over the rest of those Earths. So then you're like, oh... So it's a supervillain takeover here. So we see the heroes trying to gather and trying to cope with Earths 1 and 2 are combined. Like I said, the timelines are converging. There's like dinosaurs and things like that. They're all kind of just like muddled together. So the heroes are trying to cope with this. So they're gathering other forces like other allies and everything to kind of help cope with everything that's going on here. Still trying to figure out what's going on. Then we see Superman in the form of Clark Kent. He's telling the world in a broadcast that Alexander Luthor and everybody is going to be addressing the United Nations on what to do. So Alex Luthor, he's talking to them. He's telling people, he's basically telling the world everything that's gone on up until this point, what he can do and what they hope to accomplish. Uh, Lila, uh, not as Harbringer, is telling everybody that she has access to all the Monitor's information and that she has shared it with him. And... Pariah is also telling everybody that even though things are linked, we need to be on guard and we need to get help from somewhere else. So as the UN is getting ready to question them about everything, Pariah gets ready to disappear. And he says, the force is churning within me, warning me of danger, of evil. And he's disappearing because he disappears whenever there's an Earth in peril. 
And as he disappears, Brainiac emerges as a hologram, and he tells everybody, your very lives will depend on the decisions you are about to make. I have assembled those humans you call supervillains. While most of the five Earth's heroes assembled here on Earths 1 and 2, we have the, used our power to take over Earths 4, X, and S. They are completely under our domination, and our demands are for Earths 1 and 2 to be expanded to our power as well. And then Lex Luthor comes in and says, I've, I've, this is the culmination of everything I've tried to work for. And Alex Luthor is looking like, wow, that reminds me of my dad. So much looks like him, but it's really not. I can sense his evil. And he says, you have the very short amount of time to complete this. You need 15, 20 minutes before we just start ripping into you guys. So that's basically the hero's version of, all right, 15 minutes. I guess we got to do something about this. So all the heroes, you see uh, the next five or six pages, you see all the heroes kind of going, oh, I guess we need to be on call for this. So it's basically the cavalry coming together, various heroes like Superman, everything like that. Everybody is just coming together. And they're actually still trying to get through the barrier that keeps them from those Earths, but nothing is getting through. So the Flash of Earth-1, which is the original Flash, Jay Garrick, uh, comes to the house of Kid Flash because the Flash, Barry Allen, is gone. So the Kid Flash, Wally West, is the only one that can help him. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, the specifically the one with the DC versus, uh, or not DC, um, Justice League versus Avengers, they have this treadmill, this cosmic treadmill, that if they go fast enough, they can traverse the universe and things like that. So they need Kid Flash to help Jay Garrick because the regular Flash isn't there. So they've set up this tremendous machine that can power that treadmill and that can send teams of the heroes to the different Earths because the villains cut off access to those Earths. So you see pretty much every DC hero that is left, they're on all these different platforms and they're racing through and they traverse with the help of Alex Luthor to get to all those different realms. So basically the heroes go after the bad guys and the bad guys aren't really ready for this because you see on some of them where they're just pretty much ambushed, where the heroes just start whooping on them. And you cut to a scene where Brainiac is with Lex Luthor, and you see somebody in the background, a shadow, because this thing is all about people in the background and the shadows. There's somebody in the background that looks like they're getting ready to pounce on Luthor and Brainiac. So you're seeing all these bad guys fighting, and the heroes are fighting back, and they're trying to corral all the bad guys. And some of them are having more success than others, uh, but it looks like they're kind of holding their own. But the villains, there's a whole lot of villains, and it does look like they're at a standstill. Like, they're trying to get all the different ones, uh, they're trying to get all the villains to just get knocked out, but it's not really working well. And then you cut to the last few pages on uh, Brainiac's ship, where the construct of Brainiac, which is basically like an Ultron, so to speak, it's just a metal construct, it starts shattering, and it explodes right in front of Lex Luthor. And it's the character, Simon, who we saw in one of the first issues, and he said, I am going to be the new leader of this, and I am going to take control of Brainiac's machinery, and I'm going to be the one that claims victory all over this, and Lex Luthor, you must die as well. That's pretty much how that issue ends. We go into issue 10, where uh, Simon is basically attacking Luthor from his brain. Simon's got an exposed, like, clear skull, so you see his big brain, and he's attacking Lex Luthor to try and pretty much just crush his spirit and, you know, just make him, you know, 
Parrish. And right before he does that, this bolt comes out of nowhere and fries Simon. And it's another construct of Brainiac. He goes, the ship is a part of me. Each circuit interfaces with one of mine. So I've been monitor- monitoring what Simon was talking about, and I constructed a new body. So on the bottom half of this issue, it's kind of like two storylines going on. It's called the Monitor Tapes, and it's basically Harbringer, as Lila, pretty much documenting the events of what's been happening. So you see everything that's gone on up until this point and what has transpired and things like that. So you're basically seeing it being documented while things are going on up until this point. And we keep going back and forth to all the different Earths that are under the uh, supervillain's control, and you start seeing the tide turn. The, The superheroes are starting to hold their own. And they start taking them over. Little by little, the heroes gather, and they uh, they turn the tides and everything, and they get the villains to uh, basically back off. But suddenly, uh, Spectre, who was at the end of issue eight, who was this big, he's this big cosmic force in the universe. He says, "You must mindlessly, you must stop this mindless battle. For while you fight, all of the universes will be at an end. Hear the word of the Spectre and learn what you must do." The Anti Monitor still lives. And he sees he is seeking the destruction of all life. And he says he has fled from this era, retreating to the past before life evolved, before this earth was even formed. He's traveled to the very dawn of time himself, and therefore he will change the course of all time. No longer will there be positive matter, only antimatter. So you guys need to pull all your resources together, ally and foe, and we need to get this done. So then all of the heroes and villains that decided to go along with it, they're gathered in Death Valley on Earth-1. Basically, anybody that's left that could help. And they gather up and they get ready to face the bad guy. They're trying to traverse into the antimatter realm and they need to go back in time as well. So that's not an easy process to do. So all of these really big time traveler heroes and everything are helping the Flashes retrofit that cosmic treadmill so they can go do it. And as they're about to leave, this other figure comes, somebody that we haven't seen in a long time. Those longtime readers of DC will know this. There was a Superboy from one of the other Earths, from Earth Prime. Now, most of the heroes hadn't heard of this Earth because it wasn't really connected to their time. But the other Superman have seen him before. So now there's three different versions of Superman. One when he was a teenager, one in the modern times, and one where it's old. So there's three different versions of Superman coming in to help on this. So they're like, well, you know what? Three is better than one, isn't it? So finally they get ready to traverse into the antimatter realm. And all of these heroes end up going into the antimatter realm, and suddenly they appear surrounding the anti-monitor. And he says, I have been awaiting your arrival. I have been disappointed that it's taken you this long to find me. So it's like, oh, he's been expecting them. So they're pooling all of these powers, and all the heroes that didn't go, like all the high wield powers went and some of the people that had lesser powers like batman stuff like that what are they going to do against the anti-monitor so they kind of stayed back to monitor things to help you know do things from afar so they pretty much just start attacking and blitzing the anti-monitor and he's just going at it and it's not really doing much and they can tell but they just keep pouring it on and pouring it on and then all of a sudden you see something one of the teams of villains is trying to take over they they all go back in time but the villains are villains so they end up going back onto oa way back in time so they're like hey we can take over oa 
before any of this happens. So then they're trying to attack this big complex, and then who do they run into but that character, Krona. And he's like, do you truly believe I would leave my laboratory unattended while I am close, this close to success? So it's like, wow, they were trying to stop the course of history before Krona can do what he can do, and you wouldn't see him ever again. But the anti-monitor starts his process where he starts swirling his antimatter realm around his body and his hand, and he's getting ready to destroy everything. And once that expands, everything is going to be destroyed. He goes, after 10 billion years, I shall be successful. All life will be destroyed. The multiverse will no longer exist. So uh, Pariah is like, someone stop him, someone stop him. And all of a sudden, Spectre comes, and he is this huge being, and he tries to pull the anti-monitor out of the big swirling mass that is supposed to lead to the destruction. So he gathers all of the mystics in DC. You've got uh, Dr. Fate. You've got all of the, that, the good guys that are like any of the mystics, and they're all surrounding uh, Spectre, and they're all trying to help too. So they, uh, they're trying to pull all of the, the power from all of the good guys to try and smash in and help Spectre. And it looks like it's getting ready to work. And he goes, now, Krona. So then you see, wow, he goes back in time. And he has Krona, who his experiments were to try and find the beginning of the universe and the questions and everything. It looks like he's got Krona working for him from the, from the beginning. Now, Krona, open the portal, peer back to the dawn of creation, do it now. Because if he opens that portal, he's going to send antimatter into that realm, and antimatter will be the beginning of existence at the Big Bang. So um, Spectre is like, more power, I need more power to fight this. And all of a sudden, everything turns white, glassy, and then shatters. That's how issue uh, 10 ends. Issue 11 is interesting because this is where the great reboot happens. DC, as I said in the beginning, needed to wrap up all of these storylines and all these little loose ends that have been going on for years for them having all of these different realms. So this issue was the one where it actually happened. And in the beginning of this issue, it shows in the beginning there was many, a multiversal infitude. And then one day, an instant, the universe was born. A universe with mighty worlds orbiting burning suns. A universe reborn at the dawn of time. What had been many became one. So the heroes were able to go back in time. They stopped the antimatter from happening. But what it did was it eliminated the multiverse from forming and one Earth formed. But here's where the problem is going to come in. All those heroes from different timelines, they were at the moment of creation. So they got thrusted back to Earth. So some of them are waking up and they're realizing what's going on. So the first person that realizes it is the older Superman from Earth 2. He wakes up and he's like, oh, my apartment looks weird. And he's like, I, I don't remember anything that was going on. And he's like, I remember the end, the Earth, all that stuff, what's going on? So he gets dressed, gets ready to go to work, and he just walks in because in the future, Clark Kent is the uh, publisher of the Daily Planet. He's the editor. So he just walks into his office like nothing's going on, and he's just reading the newspaper. But he doesn't notice that everybody is looking around at him weird. So he sits down at his desk, and all of a sudden somebody goes, who are you? Does that say your name on the door? It's Perry White. And he goes, Perry White, this, then this is Earth One. So then the regular Superman, Clark Kent, the normal timeline Superman, he comes in, he goes, oh, this is my Uncle Clark, the one I was named after. 
Uh, don't be mad, Perry. I told him I was more than just a reporter here, that I was the editor. You understand. And he's like, uh, uh, fine, whatever, Kent. So then they both go on the roof and go, you know what? I thought it had been a dream. Something happened. I must be on Earth 1. And then Superman, the younger Superman, is like, we'll just go back to the warp zone bridge between the Earths because... As I said previously, Earths 1 and 2 had been able to keep in contact with each other. There was this warp zone thing that they could go in between easy. So like, okay, we're going to go back to that. So these two supermen fly to where that's going on and like, hey, where is this big garrison and everything like that? And they're like, what are you talking about? There's nothing going on. So like, okay, we need to figure out what's up here. Something strange is going on. So then they fly and they start to go find some of their other hero guys. So they start to fly, and they find uh, Jay Garrick, the the Flash of Earth 2, and his wife doesn't recognize the older Superman, but of course, Jay does, because they were all there. Now they're starting to realize something's weird. He's like, how can you not remember we? We've gotten together dozens of times. Like, in the future, the older Flash and the older Superman, they're, they're best friends, and so their families have known each other, but his wife doesn't know who he is. But Jay Garrick, since he was there knows what's going on. So then they go into that uh, his garage that has the um, treadmill, the cosmic treadmill. And you see that Kid Flash is there as well. So with the help of both Superman and both Flashes, they end up going to where Earth-1 is. They can traverse and go to those coordinates. So they instantly go to where uh, Superman's Earth is, but it's a giant void. There's no Earth-2, there's no universe. There's just this black hole. So the older Superman's like, wait, where is my family? My wife, he's married to Lois Lane in the future. So he just goes off like he's getting ready to go find her and then be lost in the emptiness. But the other heroes pull him back and they end up back in the cosmic treadmill uh, warehouse. But they ended up destroying the cosmic treadmill. And he says, this time it's beyond repair. So like, what is definitely going on here? Then we see some of the other heroes in, in space uh, heroes called the Animal Men and things like that, uh, and they see uh, Rip Hunter, and he's one of those uh, Time Lords. You've seen Rip Hunter, and he's been with the uh, Legends of DC Heroes and things like that, the TV show. Well, this is uh, his group of people, and they find Brainiac's ship kind of just floating around, and they go onto it, and they're like, well, Brainiac was an ally, so what's going on here? So they get onto a ship, and Brainiac is just inactive, laying in his chair, and his ship is just floating. So something weird is going on, definitely. So all the heroes gather at the private island uh, on T uh, Titan's Tower. Uh, the Teen Titans at the time, they have this giant tower that's shaped like a T. So all the heroes are going, what's going on? And, you know, they're all recalling, say, hey, where are we? This, this is just weird. What's going on? And Harbringer comes, and she goes, this new Earth is still in peril. And they're like, what's going on? We thought you lost your powers, things like that. And the older Superman goes, my Krypton's gone like it never existed. How did I end up staying? And she goes, you stood before the rebirth. You survived where your world did not. So all the people that were there ended up staying back. Now here's another rebooted thing here. Huntress, the original Huntress in DC, was the future child of Batman. So she's recalling when she, was, uh, w when she woke up that morning, she went to her apartment, which it wasn't her apartment. She ended up trying to call and see what's going on, and she's trying to just find something to prove that she is who she says she is. She says, I'm not the daughter of Earth 2's Batman for anything. I checked in the phone book. There's no Helena Wayne anywhere in Gotham, 
And she ends up going to Wayne Manor, and she sees that there's no headstone for Bruce Wayne. She goes, I did some checking. This isn't Earth 1. It isn't quite Earth 2. It's a reformed Earth. So you're going, dang, it's a reformed Earth. So Harbringer tells the story of what happened. One universe, what was once thousands of Earths, even five, is now only one. One Earth with one consistent past, present, and future. Singular Earth, life evolved as it originally did, everything like that. Everything that history in history happened at one time, not in many. And all the heroes are like, we remember what happened. We remember what's going on. And they're like, no, this is what happened. This is, this is what it is. There's one Earth, and all of you are on it. So the older Superman, he just kind of goes crazy and flies off, and uh, some of the others go off and find him. So then we see the mystics, and they're all surrounding uh, the floating body of Spectre. The energy took a lot out of him. You see the character Dead Man and Phantom Stranger, and they're watching over him. Uh, the battle he fought and he suffered, we fear he's dead. The powers he possessed, he no longer has the power we need to save the universe. So now we're kind of on our own. And they're like, okay, we need to figure out what's going on here. So they start banding together, the mystics again, to try and figure out how to fix everything. And you see a couple of cutscenes where the shadow demons are back from the antimatter universe, and they start reinvading this new Earth. So now they're trying to fight the shadow demons on one earth and then you start seeing some of the older heroes and the younger heroes gathering especially wonder woman now there's two different wonder woman the older one and the younger one but when they get to wonder woman's uh palace in themiscara the older wonder woman's trying to figure out what's going on and they're like we don't know who you are so it's just a confusion again of what is up they start trying to explain what's going on but nobody beyond the people that were at the universe's end, know what was up. So then they get uh, rallied again, and they start questioning people that weren't there. And nobody knows who these other people are. Nobody knows who the different versions are. Like Batman and Robin went to go interview Lex Luthor, and Lex Luthor, since he wasn't at the point, he was trying to, to take over Oa at the time. He doesn't remember what was going on. They're like, yeah, thank you for helping us with everything. And he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't help you fight anything. So then all of a sudden you flash forward to this swirling mass again, this antimatter mass starts growing, and it totally swallows Earth, the whole Earth. And you look up and you see this figure form, and it's the anti-monitor. And he says, welcome to my universe, welcome to your doom. So he has taken Earth, and he has taken it into the antimatter realm. So issue 12, this is the big one where it all wraps up. And you start out with Rip Hunter and his time-traveling his time traveling heroes, they're still on Ultron's ship, and they're trying to make the ship take them back to Earth. But they see on his equipment that it's not there. They're like, what happened to Earth? It's got to be there. And at that moment, that is when Brainiac emerges. And he goes, Earthman, what are you doing aboard my ship? You have guaranteed your destruction. She goes, you helped us stop the monitor. And he goes, I aided humans. That's impossible. So he scans them, and he's like, respiration is normal. Heartbeat's normal. You're telling the truth. But why I have no memory of your world's disappearance. So then he does decide that he needs to help them because something is amiss. And after a little while, they tell him what's going on. He's like, I guess I am going to help. So then we flash over and the, the two supermen are looking over this whole big swirling mass. And he goes, welcome to the antimatter universe. Welcome to your doom. For a thousand universes before you have perished, I am going to continue. And he says, death will be there. 
as your Supergirl died, as your Flash died, and so many others who tried to stop me. So at this point, they hadn't known that Flash died. So it's taking Kid Flash really really hard. He goes, the Flash is dead. You murdered the Flash. So then that swirl, purple swirl around Earth vanishes and everything is dark. So all, all of the heroes that have their x-ray vision and everything, they're scanning around because everything is total darkness. And Harbringer comes into town and she goes, we need to act. The time, is, the time to attack is now. So she grabs both of their arms and takes them. So it's kind of like in the first couple issues where she's gathering the forces. Uh, she tries to help Dr. Light. She tries to take Dr. Light, but she's like, Supergirl died. It's all my fault. I don't want to be involved in this. And she's like, you need to help. She's like, all right, fine, I'll help. And in the darkness, you see it start to crack, and there's a little bit of light. And suddenly, like glass, it shatters, and there's darkness. The darkness is alive, and it's hundreds and thousands of those shadow demons. So they just start attacking Earth and killing people. Uh, uh, everywhere on Earth, the heroes are fighting to destroy all of them. And kind of this is kind of where like a lot of the older heroes end up vanishing, and new ones come into place. Uh, the, a lot of the heroes that were the older ones that have been on the other Earths, this is kind of where they disappear because you're saying, we don't see any of these other characters again. Well, a lot of them, this is the end of their journey. This is where a lot of them aren't around anymore. So you see, all over the world, the heroes are banding together to try and stop these shadow demons. And while that's going on, the shadow demons are trying to attack the body of Spectre, and the mystics are trying to prevent that from happening. And then we flash over, uh, Harbringer has gathered her heroes. She's gathered uh, the old Superman, new, uh, younger Superman, older Wonder Woman, newer Wonder Woman, things like that. So they use Alex Luthor to basically open a portal to antimatter, to the antimatter uh, center of that universe. And they, uh, they get a little help from Brainiac, who arrives, and they're like, how come you don't remember this? I'm like, well, we haven't been here before. So uh, Brainiac then transports them to Apocalypse. So they get down onto uh, Apocalypse, and they're trying to get the help from Darkseid. Now, this is a huge thing because Darkseid is basically like the DC version of Thanos. Have you seen him in previous storylines, the Avengers Justice League? And they're like, okay, this is huge now if they're getting him involved. And we go back to the heroes trying to rescue things, and we see uh, some of the characters, Hawk and Dove, which you've seen in um, the Titans show uh, in different incarnations, but these are older heroes. And one of the heroes, uh, Dove, ends up being killed by one of the shadow demons, and that's kind of like where they disappear off the radar. And we see the mystics are gathering together. They got the help with uh, one of Green Lantern's lanterns. And all of the mystics are trying to open this huge portal so that Earth can be brought back to the normal realm while the main heroes are trying to stop the anti-monitor. So they land on Quard and they're trying to find what's going on, where the bad guy is and everything. And then the Flash appears in this, you know, just this brief version of the Flash. Like, he goes, Wally? And then everyone's like, well, I thought the Flash died. And they're like, Batman said he saw the Flash too. So it's kind of like an after image. So the Flash and all the heroes, Kid Flash and all the heroes run to where they're trying to find the uh, where that beam of energy went to. And then we see Psycho Pirate. He's trying to pull the costume of the Flash out of rubble where he destroyed that big antimatter uh, cannon. And this is, this is basically what he's been doing since. So you see Wally looking at his mentor's costume being pulled out of the rubble by a bad guy. 
So he starts whooping on him to get the costume out and everything. And Pariah is like, hurry, I feel an overwhelming concentration of evil directly ahead of us. We have to go. And it's a huge full page. And he goes, you whimpering fool, it's too late. From the moment you set foot on Quard, you're, you're sealed, you sealed your own fate. This is the day the universe dies. So we flash back to Earth where a lot of the heroes are just totally getting taken out here. Uh, Huntress and the older Dick Grayson, who was still Robin at the time, who was on, from the same Earth as Huntress, they all perished too. So a lot of the heroes, this is the part where they start disappearing and you see them one by one, them vanishing. So like I had said, DC was rewriting what was going on. One timeline, one set of heroes, this is what was going on. And while the heroes are attacking the Anti-Monitor, you can see that the uh, mystics are definitely opening a portal. And as they're doing that, they get this big ball of energy and they actually contain all of the shadow demons and launch it into space. So the shadow demons aren't attacking Earth, so the heroes can focus on the Anti-Monitor. And they're just really pummeling this guy. And in the antimatter realm, the sun is this black whole sun. It's not a sun like our traditional sun since everything is different. So Alex Luthor comes up with this plan. He's going to open a portal back to the anti to the regular realm, but he uses Dr. Light to kind of absorb the power from that sun, and it turns out that's where Anti-Monitor is getting his power from. So Dr. Light starts absorbing from her from this sun and she directs it into Anti-Monitor and starts really putting it to him. And he's, he's basically admitting that he's losing his power. And all of the heroes start hitting him at once. Like all the high-wheeled energy guys are all put in in one concentration burst. And they end up blowing him up to bits. And Dr. Light absorbs enough energy and she hits him with one huge blast of energy as well. So then you see him crash onto his planet Quard. And it's just a shell of his being. They think he's dead. So now the focus is on getting Earth back to its realm. All the heroes go back to Earth, and they all gather, and Alex Luthor opens this giant portal, which is a human body-shaped, and he sends it Earth back to the realm. Like, Earth is all the way through, so now all the heroes got to get through. So as all the heroes are getting ready to go through, they see that big wad of all the shadow demons come out of nowhere, and it goes back to Quard. And you're like, that's not good. That's where the anti-monitor is buried. Now, the last few surviving heroes that were on Quard end up getting into this big shockwave. And the Anti-Monitor gets up and he goes, I no longer care about you, pre world. Your universe has no longer interest to me. You humans, you've thwarted me for the last time. So he shoots this big energy bolt out and kills Wonder Woman. Now, this is one of Wonder Woman's reboots because Wonder Woman had a reboot around that time. So this is kind of how they explain it. So the older Superman is one of the last ones to go through this portal. It's like, if you get stuck here, you're stuck here forever. So he throws all the other heroes except for the Superboy, who he says, I don't have an Earth anymore. I'm, I need to help you. And he's like, no, kid, you go. I'm the one that's going to deal with this. So it's old Superman that attacks him as well. But Alex Luthor closes the portal, and he's left there too, as long with the little Superboy. So they're all just attacking Anti-Monitor, but it's like, there's only two of them, even with Alex Luthor, what's going on? And Alex Luthor all of a sudden says, wait, I sense some surge of power, something's happening to me. And you go to Darkseid in Apocalypse, and he, you see that they're channeling power through Alex Luthor to try and stop the Anti-Monitor. And this big surge of power ends up blowing through Anti-Monitor after the Supermen try and stop him. 
So he ends up being obliterated, and Darkseid goes, Today Apocalypse and Earth faced a mutual threat. Cooperation was essential for survival, but be warned the next time you will be my enemy. So everybody's kind of calming down, and the only ones that are left in the antimatter realm are Alex Luthor, Superboy, and Superman. Then all of a sudden, this big ball of the anti-monitor just comes flying at him. Superman, I will not die until you die with me. And he just punches this big ball of the anti-monitor, and he totally obliterates him. So like this, and then that sends that big shockwave into that black sun, and it starts sending a shockwave like a supernova. So it's getting ready to destroy everything. So Alex opens this little portal, and he sees that he saved the older Superman's Lois Lane. So they all kind of disappear together into this portal, and then boom, the reboot is done. The next couple of pages are showing what happens. Uh, it wasn't the death of Wonder Woman. Uh, they show how Wonder Woman got rebooted, and it shows all of the effects of the, the modern heroes burying all the older heroes and all the ones from all the different timelines. And we see Kid Flash become the new Flash. This is the issue where Kid Flash, Wally West, takes over as the new Flash. So then you uh, see the next couple of pages is how they say, you know what, this is a new Earth, everything is new, this is how it's going to be from now on. And the last page is Psycho Pirate saying, I remember it all, he's in this mental institution, they think he's insane, because he's basically telling the story of what happened. And he goes, I remember everything, nothing's certain, this is eventually going to end. And now, actually, it does end. So that is how DC rebooted everything first Crisis on Infinite it has been an incredible journey. This was one of my favorite storylines to read as a kid, and I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Like I said, I will post all the different issue covers on my Instagram when I post the links. And you can also see I have a graphic novel format of this whole thing, so you can get the whole thing in one shot. And everything's connected and even has an introduction of why they did what they did. So until next time, thanks for listening.